This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Morning, gents. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> i tell you what, I've been driving into uh, Absolute on a Saturday morning for the last two years for global pandemic reasons. Mm. And mm-hmm. um, take it, I always go exactly the same route. Mm. And this morning I missed my turning into, um, into our road and had to go all around central London. And explain oh. that. The struggle is real. I got two punctures. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Your hand. <laughs> what you got, like buses. They're like buses, aren't they, punctures? <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> usually. I felt, do you know, there's something quite shameful about getting... I mean, the one puncture's bad enough because you're that, you're that guy driving so slowly, everyone's honking mm-hmm. you, but the two... The du- I got the double. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, just a punk. Just getting a puncture is like something from Joss William. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like something from the adult world. Anyway, yeah. that's our um, funny thing happened to me on the way to the theatre. Yeah. <laughs> Opening. Oh, I know here's the thing. There are certain things in life which I, I come across and they just make me happy. And I, I read this. This is a TV show from this week. I didn't even watch the TV show because I thought, I'm afraid to watch it because it won't be as good as the description of it. Oh. But I read the description and I, I was in the kitchen on my own and I lay back on the sofa. We've got a sofa in the kitchen. And I just, well I just thought, oh, brave new world that had such people in it. And this was the description. Um, Ross, this is, I, I can't remember what the title is, but it says Ross Kemp. <laughs> so far, so good. Uh, I'm in. Ross Kemp, who you might remember, as often meets people like the clan and sort of the mafia and yeah. he's, he's fearless. Ross Kemp finds out what happened to the animals who were rehoused after the closure of Michael Jackson's zoo. That's great. Imagine being in that meeting. Here's, a, here's an idea. Oh, Do you remember Michael Jackson's zoo? No. Did he have a zoo? He had a playground, didn't he? He had a zoo! He had a zoo. Oh, Imagine that, though. I mean, <laughs> Ross Kemp is fearless, providing he has a former and crew with him. I oh, know, but mm-hmm. no, I think he probably. I, I think I think he can he, handle uh, himself. Yeah, I think he can handle himself. Um, I think he's got the right mix of gentle and um, and he could uh, kill if he had to. Yes, I think that's true. There's something that's something the bear about him. I mean, when he was meeting the animals, I don't think he was wrestling with them. I think he was just <laughs> finding out what had happened to them. But it's a very, you know, it's a bit like the Friends reunion, but uh, the animal kingdom version. <laughs> so, oh, that tiger got to looking a bit old, the tiger. But um, that parrot, I must say, it looks just like it did when it was in Michael Jackson's they age zoo. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> I met a, a lady this week who told me she didn't have a television, which is always... Um, hmm. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, when someone says to me I don't have a television, I always think they might as well say I'm a, a little bit 
better person than you are. <laughs> yeah. They must just cut to the chase. Yeah. Although I think a lot of the young people, they don't have a television, but they still watch television on computers and tablets. I think that's They watch thing. it on their um, laptop. Yes, well, that's a good point. But I think this was... Was she of an streaming. age where perhaps that was... Uh, no, she was a really nice person. I was mm. shocked and dismayed when she told me. And then she said, anyway, I've got to go now. And her son said, oh, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And I said, no, I wouldn't want to go back to that cave of gloom. <laughs> <laughs> and I you wasn't sure how well... That. I did say that. I wasn't sure how well she... Uh, Frank, oh, she I took. can't believe you said that. What did... Ca- I mean... Oh. <laughs> you called her house a cave of gloom. No, but it was a metaphor. Mm. Uh, I mean, Edward Ross Kempfield, he's think I've been and seen all these animals <laughs> all over yeah. California, and there's people who couldn't even be bothered to have a telly. No. I bet the parrot had some tails. <laughs> <laughs> What do I had for the first time last week? That 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 that, that, that bubble tea. Have you had it? Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. What, what did you think? Oh, what are those sort of space <laughs> dumplings in the bottom? <laughs> and did you have it through a straw? Oh yeah. It's I the like biggest that sensation <laughs> when it's sort of jammed in the straw for a moment and then what? it's in. You I see, don't, I don't know. If I like the straw. I had the biggest. A diameter straw I've ever had in my I'll stop boasting. Life. It, it, was, yeah. uh, it was like um, when people used to steal petrol by, you know, sucking it up yeah. a pipe yeah. and then spitting <laughs> it out. You see, the youths, they love the bubble tea, and I like that, because in my day, oh, yeah. I mean, well, we had the old Alcopops, I'm afraid. I'm mm. not proud. Mm. Whereas the youngsters now, they queue up round the block for the, the BT. But it's some, there's something it's a bit... hooch back in your day, wasn't it? And yeah. WKD. I mean, when I say hooch, we mean the brand, not the sort of... Making it sound like Prohibition no. was my day. No. <laughs> what you was the moonshine? <laughs> your day was moonshine. That Elliot Ness, he ruined your teenage years. <laughs> No, what um, what was the 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 pudding at school? Was it tapioca that had semolina uh, tapioca? The, the one that had like it was frog spawn they used to call it. Yeah, and that's Lovely. what that's what bubble tea yeah. feels like. It's got giant um, frog spawn in the bottom. We didn't have that. Didn't have that. We had mm. tarte au citron. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how was that? <laughs> Very tart. Sounds Those chaps yeah. that really explore the divide. Background. citron. I think I drove one of those <laughs> in, the, in the 70s. Um, yeah, so it, but I, um, I really liked it. I must say I had uh, passion fruit and strawberry. Did you? Passion fruit and strawberry always <laughs> let me down. Yeah. Well, that's not very good for their ad campaign. <laughs> for what? That. You can't sing that for the, the bubble tea down. ad campaign. I, it was from a place called Bobbleology. Is it all sold from Bobbleology or could you go into Tesco's and get it? I'm not, I'm not, but don't send me any, by the way. I've got money. <laughs> I'm just talking about something that happened to me in the week. Okay, it's a bit weird when you say, I've got money. Like, well, yeah. I don't, you know, some people say True. stuff on the radio thinking I'll send me some now because I've said I like it but I don't don't want to get into that mercenary activity although I have to say I talked about (laughs) blonde chocolate last week do you remember that oh don't say you've got some and I had a 
Angela from Edinburgh said, Dear Frank, I heard you talk about your blonde <laughs> No, I won't, I won't. <laughs> I heard you talk about your blonde Easter egg on the show. Well, <laughs> it gets very open here sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought you might like this. I discovered blonde chocolate recently, and then I discovered blonde chocolate with caramelised pistachios, and then she writes in block capitals, blimey, exclamation mark. <laughs> it's not very Edinburgh, is it? It's sort of slightly in the trenches. Yeah. Blimey. So Put that Lucifer out. So did you get the chocolate from her then? I did. And she said that it's got sea salt, you know, now they just can't get chocolate without somewhat savoury in it. Yeah. If you want to be... Oh, yeah, I would, actually. <sighs> See, I thought you'd say, no, I'm on a diet. You know that thing when you offer something yeah. and then somebody says yes and you think, no. Were I you, don't think you understood the you, nature of that were offer. Were you doing the equivalent of offering me a crisp whilst clutching the bottom of it? Yes. Well, I Did think, you know, you know when people say, look, do you want me to go and get you anything from the chemist or something <laughs> if you're not... Obviously, don't want me to do that. That would be a real nuisance. But when you look back on this, you'll remember me offering you. And I think you both know it's not a real offer, obviously. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I broke the social contract. It's a bit like if you'd have said, you know, do you want me to bring anything to dinner? And you said, oh, actually, yeah. I would be very upset about Well, that. I went to my dentist recently and he was telling me, I did a, an interview at the British Library with Rob Ince. Do you know Rob Ince, the um, high-profile atheist mm-hmm. comic? Well, and Robin Ince. Robin Ince. Oh, yeah, I, sorry, I call him. You're talking Rob. about him like he plays for Man City. And, uh, yeah. and, and he, when I got, he was so pleased to be interviewing me that he gave me this... Uh, quite old-fashioned science fiction book that he'd bought, an old sort of pulp thing, lovely. And uh, he goes to the same dentist as me, and I discovered the other day, he was still, he's, my dentist said, oh, Frank Skinner's coming in after. He said, oh, I'll tell you something about Frank Skinner. He said, I was really excited I'd bought this, uh, found this book in a second-hand shop, so really, you know, old fat. I was showing it him, and he assumed it was a gift, and he just uh, took it away. <gasps> oh, so, Robin, I'm going to give it your back. He won't be Cringe. listening. I don't know. Do I? Do I? What, how, what time do I think it's going up? It's nothing to get up for at the weekend. on Absolute Radio. Here's a here's a, a question. You know, there are things in life where you're told and you just accept them, and then one day you think, "Hold on." And I think it's one that struck me the other day. Can you honestly sit in the front of a car with a person and they can have the heating on, like, 24 degrees and you can have it on 16 and that works when you're sitting next to them? Oh, what, you mean when they have the split... Yeah. You mean when they have the split control? Yeah. Which gives the illusion that you're... That can't pot... They're sitting next to me. When does that heat stop? (laughs) Well, I see, as the motoring expert, I think we should put this to you, Councillor. I think this is physics. Uh, Yeah, I think it is. But I think you're right. You'd think it would cancel out eventually and you'd both end up with 18 or 20. You're going to mingle. It's going to work the way relationships work, that eventually you're going to sort of bleed (laughs) into each other and you're going to get a bit like them and they're going to get a bit like you. Yeah. That's the way I see any road up, I went to the circus uh, last week. Did you? Giffords. Do you know Gifford Circus? It's very nice. No? 
They don't do... Can I just confirm something? They don't have animals anymore, do There they? was a horse. Oh. Yeah. No. Do they not do elephants in the tutus? No, they do don't they? have elephants standing on those, like, little <laughs> stalls. You know, you just look at those stalls and think, God, wouldn't have thought that would take an elephant. Um, yeah. I no, mean, they don't. They've really done work shy, haven't they, over the years? Uh, yeah. No, it's have. very cruel. I think, I think they got unionised or something. <laughs> they don't do the dancing bears. You know, my granddad believed that chimpanzees could talk because he was walking back through a field. <laughs> he walked back through a field where um, a circus was sort of parked up for the night. Well, it's sort of, it had been in there, it was closed down. And he walked past the chimpanzee cage and he swore he heard them just talking to each other in the night. And honestly, he maintained this to the day he died. He absolutely believed they could talk. And when people asked him, well, if they can talk, why don't they talk? Why is, why is no one else? He said, of course, they're not going to talk openly. He said, first thing you know, they'd be down the, down the pit. He said, uh, <laughs> if there was a war, they'd be the first, first ones in. <laughs> So mm-hmm. they keep it to themselves. That's a perfectly reasonable theory when you put it like that. Anyway, this is what I saw. There was two gals, mm. and they did the trapeze thing, but they hung oh. from their hair. Oh, wow. Dear. Okay. Now, I thought, well, this this can't be right. So I oh. took photos oh, I see. of them and did I you? thought when I get home I'll do the Victorian fairies thing I'll, I'll go into Zoom and I'll be able to see some support wire or something but I did it mm. but I honestly come away believing that they swung and span around by their hair Okay. What do you make of that? I'll tell you what I make of it. Cool story, bro, because I think you're doing this to cover yourself because <laughs> Kath saw you zooming in on photos oh, of yeah. the ladies. Well, <laughs> if you see the photos, you'll see they're not... They're not something uh, that you'd... Uh... But at least we know they've not got extensions. Well, no, but yeah, may, maybe they have, but they're tungsten. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to put the pictures on social media because... If anyone can spot... I think they honestly hung by their hair and spun around and all stuff like that. Mm. I mean, it sounds nightmarish. Why mm. would you put yourself through that? Well, you know, the show Money. must go on. <laughs> must it, though? Money. Well, I think probably once the tickets are out there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. Is it expensive, the circus? Um, it was worth it. Was it? Mm, there was one act. <laughs> I'll tell you about it Is after. there a ringmaster jacket, just quickly? Does he wear the red jacket still? He? She? Oh! Oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a woman, actually. Lovely. Mm. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about these women who hung by their hair and looking at the pictures. And um, the theory... Um, Emily's theory, and I think that basically the, the female, the female uh, half of the team uh, think mm-hmm. that there's some sort of tights involved. I don't know why you could hang from tights and that would be okay on the hair. But on the other one, I said, no, if you look at the other pictures, it looks like, um, just looks like bare hair. <laughs> and bare hair, of course, is the telephone directory entry of Hair Bear, who used to be in the Hair Bear bunch. <laughs> 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 I don't know how many Herr there were Bear. in the He was Bear called fan. that in the German version, wasn't <laughs> he? he? Was. By the way, I should explain, when I said um, the Victorian fairies, I was talking about 
they claimed mm. that in a garden somewhere they had seen fairies and they took photos of them and Arthur Conan Doyle if I remember rightly of Sherlock Holmes fame completely bought into it mm. said they were genuine yeah he fell for a few of those big things didn't he, he and, um... and then uh, when they had yeah yeah and, very uh, gullible yeah yeah now, um, I wanted to do a version of No Something Sherlock, but I couldn't think of a clean way of doing it. Uh, I, had to just, I had to just let it go. That, I mean, professional yeah. To, yeah. The, to the last. Well done. Well to done. the very last. Yeah, the thing that I love, for all these people like risking their lives and that in the circus and swinging off things, I tell the thing I hadn't seen for years, a quick change artist they had. Oh, oh yeah, she was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I thought, wow, this is the future. It's quick change. And there was a bit I where a blur. I have no idea how they do it. Do you have any idea? What do you, what no do you mean? Idea. So what they do is you just watch them get undressed or something. Well, but yeah. For real, this is how quick it is. You know, um, if there's one thing that a clown likes, it's a bucket <laughs> full of glitter. Oh, you on, know a car, that. on a car horn. Mm. I mean, come yeah. On. Oh, they love that. But uh, you know, sort of t- ticker tape in a bucket. Yeah. So there's a clown. He tips that over her, and by the time it's all the cascade has stopped mm. coming out the bucket, she's changed into a completely different outfit. Oh, shut up! I mean, come on! Wow. If this was seventies, I'd say, you know how long it takes women to get changed in the morning. Same <laughs> But yeah, it's really. She done about a dozen costumes in about mm. five minutes. Mm. <sighs> you wonder if the spies have cottoned on to the quick change artists' techniques because that would be very handy for your uh, for your double agent, wouldn't it? Like to... or, or you know, per shoplifters, um, yeah, people running away well, from banks. Well, we should absolutely radio does not give advice to shoplifters. No, no. <laughs> No, um, but if they were one and they were thinking about it, then that's, you know, quite shrewd, I would say. Yeah. Mm. What you need to do, what is, if you have a shop, don't sell quick change outfits, is my advice. <laughs> <laughs> that's just going to blow up in your face. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, here's a thing. Actually, we've... Oh, sorry, carry on. we a text from 597 who's... Uh, A.K.A. Simon of Sudbury. Oh, yes. um, Who says, this explains how Superman and Spider-Man get into character so quickly. They started in the circus as quick change artists. Mm. Um, I'm not sure they did. I think he's just joining in with the uh, quick change artists. I explained last last week that Robin started. Mm. I don't mean Robin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... um, I mean, Robin of of uh, Batman and Robin. He started, but he wasn't a quick change artist. Oh, was, the, the Robin thing is making me feel ill. That book. He was one of the flying holy, yeah, holy unreturned book, Batman. I know. I I'm can't go- live with it. I'm gonna give it him. Though. <laughs> it wasn't his unreturned. It was never for me in the first place. <laughs> Awful. Mm. Um, well, also, it turns out he told his. Sorry, Al, I was going to say, you know that, what your mother used to say, I believe, what's for you won't pass you by. Not so in Frank's case. Yeah, what's for you won't go by you. Yeah, not so. (laughs) Frank will reach out and grab it. No, well, my partner tells a story of when she's a child, she went round the neighbour's house and the woman 
um, offered her a plate of, for a sandwich. Oh, nice. And she thought she was being offered the whole plate, so she just <laughs> took it up. Look, it was about 40 sandwiches and took it back home. Mm. And the woman, I would have let it go, but the woman came back to get it. Well, I hope they choked her. We've all had... I had it once with my godfather's boyfriend, gave me a copy of Union of the Snake, Duran Duran, I said, thanks so much. And, and he was Australian, he was called Bruce. Yeah. And uh, But nevertheless, this story is true, even though it sounds made up. But he, did he say, yeah, yeah. did he let it go? Or did no. He... he said, oh, no, no, that's mine, love. OK. Well... <laughs> Robin instinct didn't. He said he's a very sort of uh, gentle fellow. He could, he could just couldn't do it. it could be too nice, can't this something? Yeah, it can be too nice. <laughs> That's the problem, Incy. Yeah. Incy Wincy. Uh, so um, <laughs> the governor, as we call him. I tell you what I was thinking about. I, I tried. Um, yeah, I tried tubing. Um, what? Recently. Have you, have what? You, tubing. Going on the tube? No, I've done that, I've done that before. It's not that exciting. Is this more bubble, is this more bubble tea stuff? No. The big straw. Tubing. Um, no, I've bought a Bane outfit. No, listen, mm. tubing yeah. is you go to uh, an artificial ski slope and you sit on a sort of what looks like a dinghy, an inflatable circle. Um, like a big donut and you just sit on it and uh, get at the top and then you just go down the slope on that Uh and I tried it and what the bloke didn't say to me this was at Gloucester Ski Centre that there's a bit of a step at the bottom so as we came down it went down and I my teeth slammed together, honestly. Like Ooh. I really felt it. And I thought, if I'd have had my tongue in there, I yeah. would have just bit my bit my tongue off. Mm. Then what would yeah. the radio show mm-hmm. have been like? And it remind you know occasionally in life you get a near miss. And they're not always mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. they're just, you know. Um yeah. I was on Devity, I was on the one show. And uh, oh, yeah. the, the, before we went on, the researcher or a, someone who worked on the show said, we're just going to walk through the beginning just to make sure we've got it. So I went out there thinking that we were rehearsing a bit before the live show. So I'd have been quite happy to um, use some explosive swear words. And, uh, <laughs> and it suddenly occurred to me after about a minute and a half that this was the show that she was giving me wrong information. I was live... <laughs> On television, that could have destroyed my wow. career, and maybe <laughs> yeah. choked an old lady in Bolton who was just having a drink of tea when uh, I, I, re- I released a string of expletives. So I was just thinking about near misses. That's what I was uh-huh. thinking about. If anyone else has had any non-terrible near misses, mm. um, I'd love to hear about it. Okay. What about that? Um, would you like to hear from Anna Banana very briefly? Um, well, no. Well, okay, because the, produce, the producer is look, looked at me like daggers then, like I'd suggested it. I'm going to tease it. She's got an answer to the whole trapeze hair question. Oh, fantastic. Oh, is she called great. Anna Bernard? We've had her before, haven't she? Yeah. Uh, haven't she? Mm. <laughs> That's an anagram of a perfectly reasonable <laughs> sentence. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Anna Banana 
Oh, we were on a cliffhanger, weren't we? Do you remember, Al? We were on a, and a banana cliffhanger, yeah. We were. Mm. The most dangerous cliffhanger of all, I would have thought. Mm. A single strand of hair mm. can hold 100 grams. Ooh. So all your hair together, attached by a metal ring, can take your weight. But doesn't it really... Googled because I didn't know. I mean, I suspect, A, that rather depends on your weight. Doesn't it really, that. really hurt? Mm. And a banana doesn't I would say. confirm either way. Oh, OK. Bit vague. It's a slippery uh, response from the banana. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. um, a berry, of course. Let us not forget. Nick, official. Nick or Chuck? A banana. A, a banana is officially a berry. Yeah. I Who's mean, your favourite berry? Oh, my favourite berry, uh, Chuck. Oh, mine's Nick. Yeah, I know Chuck um, rather disgraced himself in later years, but his <laughs> early days... That's one way of putting it. I think yeah. it's a very problematic character, Frank. <laughs> he was, but I like the music. Let's put it that way. I've separated the man from the music. You know Speaking what? of which, I went, to, I went to a Wagner <laughs> opera at the oh, weekend. Please separate <laughs> the man. Yeah, and uh, Lohengrin, do you know it? Yeah. The thing yeah. with Lohengrin is that the main guy... Lohengrin, mm. who you would have liked um, Emily because he wore a suit with no shoes and socks. Oh. Which was um, the uh, classical <laughs> pianist found on beach look. <laughs> Do you remember that story? Yep. <laughs> found a man on a beach in a suit with no shoes and socks and uh, he was, was he a classical pianist or was it a complete hoax? I can't remember. I'm afraid it was a complicated story but yes, he was, he was found on the beach, he was barefoot and he was a fabulous piano player. I, I, I'm afraid he he could play the piano, mm. but I, I think he did have more knowledge of who he was than perhaps mm. he'd initially uh, met. Yes. It was a classical piano. He might have deliberately forgotten some of it. Well, quite out. What if that? What if that guy had arrived in the canoe at the same oh. time? A <laughs> double scam. No, don't do it today, mate. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing my scam today. This is my pitch. That's all my crushes rolled into one. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Lohengrin arrives on a drawn by a giant swan. That's the arrival. He's on like a little, you know, boat pulled oh, by a good. giant swan. So when you go and see that, you think, wee, swan, swan, swan. The, the audience at the Royal Opera House are going, swan, 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 before him. No. Um, <laughs> and then... Did they have cut-off And then the way they trousers. did it... The way they did it was um, the singers going, Oh, here comes a giant swan! And looking into the audience. <laughs> and I think there was a bloke at the back doing... what You know that um, sort of hand shadows that they do? Oh, oh, no. oh yeah. And I thought, hold it, 192 quid a ticket? <laughs> Where's me swow? Where's me? So it's souls, poultry, 192 quid a ticket. You didn't even do a swan for that money. No, absentee <laughs> fowl. I think not. They could have thrown wow, some they... feathers at the property. They could have had a big, giant swan, what they got made with their profits. <laughs> But no, we all had to imagine. We couldn't even, it was like Can over our shoulder. Out? I suppose they'd have said, no, though, there was one at the back. If you'd have turned round, we had a massive one at the back, but nobody turned round. Oh, I would love to see yeah. that in the opera section of The Guardian. They could have had a giant swan, what they got made with their profits. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, um, I, I felt very, uh, very let down. 
Did you shout ring on the feathers? I shouted where's me swan. <laughs> what if I'd started swan, 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 all the posh people going, oh, no, absolutely. You know he's got a point. Swan, swan. Oh, man. <laughs> Tight ones. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You know, um, they say you can't see the wood for the trees sometimes and that you see the big yeah. picture and you don't, you don't see the small things in front of you that really count. Yes, yeah. we'll ignore that, Emily. Sorry, I didn't mean um, <laughs> um, so We've got two amazing berries of our own at Absolute Radio, which we forgot to mention in our favourite berries. N- yeah. Nate oh, H has pointed one. out, surely working for Absolute, your favourite berry should be Frank. Well, that they suggest Dave, but Matt, I of course, Dave is Berry. also um, one of the voices. Oh, of, Matt as well. Yeah, of absolute. Well, so. I've um, I've recently been watching Toast, the uh, popular television show that mm. Matt Berry oh, yeah. is both in and I think co-created and co-wrote. And uh, I'm I'm very late to the party, but it's ever so funny. It is ever so funny. I like the one. There's a bit that sticks in my memory when he says. Um, my problems, I don't, I can't do the voice, but I don't care. I have no interest in the op- opinions of others. I completely disrespect other people. I don't care <laughs> what they think. And his agent said, maybe you could be a director. <laughs> but um, we are, we are big uh, Dave Berry fans. He's, I get up to him every morning. So, um, in fact, yeah. he'll be furious because he was doing some stuff about low and green this week and you'll yeah. think I've ripped you'll probably think I've ripped that off but it was just a coincidence yeah um, no it's a very fine and funny show um, and I'm not just saying that because I work here so what about that okay you're going to have to trust me but speak well, now we're on the company man thing great news today mm-hmm. I'm going to do oh, where's, yeah. where's, where's here we go great news today I've got my mojo back. What do you mean? Mojo, the, the music magazine, oh. which is produced by our parent company, Bauer. Mm-hmm. I've been saying to the producer for weeks, where's me free mojo? Oh, I hate it when you say that. Yeah. And anyway, it, it has arrived. Uh, a Grateful Dead live CD stuck to the front and a big picture of Liam Gallagher on the cover. But I love it. I'd recommend it. This has nothing to do with the fact that it's made by Ben. No. It's a real cracker. All for all your you Grateful things, Dead news. Like there was a letter mm-hmm. in there not so long ago really laying into Lester Bangs and saying, you know, he's very... He's uh, writing, he's just narrow-minded. And he, Lester Bangs died like about 40 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> It's, I like, it's people who really, really, really care about music and uh, it's, um, I'd recommend it very much. God, I've got that all that out of my system. No. OK, Ruth oh, Jordan, one of our regulars. The morning sun shone down upon the eyes of Ruth Jordan. Nevertheless, Ruth Jordan says, <laughs> Frank's <laughs> opera Sans Swan complaint mm. reminds mm. me of a story... Swan, swan, swan. He- He used to tell of seeing Macbeth in Malvern in an audience of mainly school kids. Over to you, Frank Skinner. Well, it's supposed to be bad luck to quote um, 
the Scottish not the best, but I, you know, I'm a Roman Catholic. I can't be accepting things like that. Mm. So, yeah, there's the bit where he goes, <laughs> "Is this a dagger I see before me?" A kid behind said, "They should have had one on a string." <laughs> <laughs> really, quite loudly. Um, but but he carried on. Yeah, I, you know, I, I like a bit of uh, the old theatre where they can't afford to do the whole. But I mean, not at the Royal Opera House. You no. pay your money. Oh, those prices. You text your swan. <laughs> That's my, <laughs> that's my thing. Someone thinking, you know, we could save, we could save twenty grand if we don't do, if we don't build this. They just got the drawings in front of them. Yeah. They could have caught one. They could have had a two D thing. They could have mm. just got a couple of cuddly toys. I mean, would it have killed them? No, they couldn't. That might have killed the drama if we'd arrive. Oh, what the people shouting <laughs> swan, swan? If we'd arrive with a bloke and an, an emu. Um, Poppy. I mean, you got it. If you're going to go swan, go swan. That's what I say. So have you had any uh, near misses, Glenn Davis? I had a casting for Shane. (laughs) (laughs) Shane was my... um... And then he continues, not sure how non-terrible this was. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if it was one or two, though. It depends. That's what measures it. Which is worse, that too? Well, depends what you think. In case you don't know, I I wrote a sitcom uh, and I wrote two series which were all filmed and stuff. The first one went out. The second one is still in the can. So even though it was made, edited, dubbed, everyone was paid, it's just not, it's not worthy in the view of ITV. Okay. So it, in a way, if you're in the second one, that's a bigger thing because it wasn't good enough to be broadcast in some people's mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the first one, you, you would have got broadcast. So maybe that is a, a more of a near miss. Yeah, but but great if you were in the second one and you didn't think that your performance was particularly good, <laughs> and you were thinking, well, well you'd have a lot in common handy. with the ITV executives <laughs> if you thought and that. It's not going out, but I'm still on full whack. Yeah, I sometimes <laughs> think that Lee Max not going out was a dig at Shane too. <laughs> <laughs> But I've never asked him about it. It's a bit of a coincidence. Two comics write a sitcom. (laughs) One fails, one succeeds. I mean, just twist the knife. Yeah. I was in that. I was in not going out. I remember you, because I've seen every single episode. Well, I was in. I love that show. And I remember seeing you in it. Can I just say, it was a very good performance. I was like warm-up on the same evening. (laughs) Was you really? Oh, Oh, you broke the magic of theatre. Mm. Have you never listened to the words of Hugh Binky Beaumont, (laughs) who said never let the audience see you before the show because of the magic (laughs) of theatre? Hugh Binky Beaumont. Doesn't get enough name checks on commercial radio. John Hopkins. Hopkins. I took the kids kite flying last week. Failed miserably as it was too windy. It was only... This is... Uh, we're going to put this in the categorise this under the near misses. Mm. It was only when we finished that I noticed an electricity pylon mm. and where they'd been kite flying. And memories from my seventies childhood, I'm afraid, came flooding back. Yes, there used to be an advert when they used to have public uh, surface adverts. Yeah. Um, for example, um, don't <laughs> overcrowd your car. 
and um, <laughs> my particular favourite wears something white at night. Mm-hmm. A white red coat or a hat is swell. A shopping bag will do as well. Just use your ingenuity and wear a garment we can see. Is that right? Oh, that's, that's what. Good. Maybe Wham were being responsible then, because they liked yeah. a lot of white. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And there's a bit. Okay. It doesn't matter to us as long as you're conspicuous. <laughs> wow. But yes, there was one with someone flying a kite. and then Well, a frisbee gets trapped. There's always called Timmy as well. They go, no, Timmy. Don't climb it. Mm-hmm. Don't climb that. They're always a little bit oddly posh, the children as well. Yeah. They're from drama school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. Do you remember that ice cream might have been you? As a kid just going to dash out into the road and somebody <clears> grabs him, someone like the Green Cross man. And he right. drops his, his his ice cream goes in the road and the car goes over it. And he says that ice cream might have been you. <laughs> wow. Mm. <laughs> All right. Part part road safety, part existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear about some more near misses? Yeah. Okay. Jen, Jem. Right. I got up to go to the bar in a pub. Uh, that's it. Okay. No, no. And a ceiling fan crashed onto the table from above where I'd been sat two seconds prior. The macabre thing was I was drinking cocktails called Nail in the Coffin. <laughs> wow. I mean, come on, that is quite something. That is quite... I wonder, would you get, like, a free drink from the pub or something? Well, it depends on the mm. pub. Yeah. Some pubs. No. OK. Um, SF. Oh, that'd be a nice friend for you, Frank. SF. What you think it's going to be? It might not Sci-fi. be science fiction, though. It could be uh, just, like, Sheila Ferguson from... Uh, or oh. Sarah Ferguson, of course. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hasn't she been through enough? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. I don't Let's know if I dwell. can. I don't know if I can carry on after that. He doesn't want to dwell for good no. reason. Extraordinary. <laughs> Cult. In our house, we always root for the gingers in public life. That's how, mm. we, that's how we swing. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. They do. They look out for each other. I like that. Well, my, my son, yeah. when he heard that Ben Stokes was the England captain, was um, beside himself this week. What about when I said to Faye, um, who works with us, I said, oh, I was going to, uh, you know, the presenter, Angela <coughs> Scanlon. She went, oh, of course I know her. Yeah. Redhead. Well, um, wow. my son had to do, when he was at his old school, he had to do a thing called role models, and you had to write about your role model and uh, do a drawing, and he did Ben Stokes. It was about a month after the nightclub incident. Oh, yeah. Um, but we hadn't told him. Oh, no. Still with a cricket. Did you say, oh, no? But he actually said, I love him because he's a brilliant batter and a brilliant bowler, and he's got the same colour hair as me. I thought, that's just up front it. Yeah. Completely mm-hmm. up front it. Well, anyway, enough. SF. Mm? Uh, train crash on Christmas Eve just outside Zagreb. Yeah. When we said non-terrible, there, <laughs> Mrs. No, it's yeah. all right. Okay. I don't think there were fatalities, okay, so it's good. fine. Okay. Um, luckily, we didn't tip over, but a nun stole my seat on the train. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, is the next bit going to be on a girl who went through her chest or something like <laughs> no, that? No, okay. no, there's no darkness to this. It was an, it was a train crash. It was unfortunate, but the, obviously, I don't know if anyone perished. It seems like they didn't. But the bad thing that happened was the nun stole the seat. Do you know yeah. we could, if we there's wanted some have, to, some of them have a superior air, don't they? <laughs> Very good. Oh. We could, if we wanted to, completely destroy the business that is. Nailing the coffin cocktails. If at the end of every one of these near misses we added, and the funny thing is, I was drinking a nailing the coffin cocktail. We we have that power at our fingertips. We can finish them. We've had a a lot of people also getting in touch about uh, the mechanics of the hair pulling. Yeah. With the oh, yeah. oh yeah. For example, Julianne, uh, pulleys and guide cables to control the spinning motion of the performer are used. Uh, no. no, I don't. Did they? Don't so Julianne that. continues. I go, can I just to... tell you, if I'm at the well, circus, if okay. I'm at the circus and someone's on the trapeze or something, and they click on a safety thing. Hmm. I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm well, on my phone for the next ten minutes. Do you want to hear more? Because she knows. She's putting bad reviews on TripAdvisor. Yeah, I just what's the point? Julianne, as Frank McClintock once said of me, which I was delighted to hear, she knows her onions. Okay. Yeah, when I was at Highbury, uh, he Julie... didn't know how much you hate oh. onions. Well, it could it was the worst thing he could have said. Mm. Uh, Julianne, hair hanging is essentially a form of high wire act. Backstage, mm-hmm. the performer's hair is carefully braided around a steel loop. During the act, the loop is attached to a steel cable. I feel I've lost you. Um, wow. I'm just trying to picture why that stops the hair pulling. Because assistants mm. in the wings are using the guide cables and pulleys to control no. their motion. I'm sorry, I'm not having that. Frank, you can't just say no when you don't know It's something. a circus. Oh, you can. <laughs> there are no the wings. Thing's a circus How would this. you have felt if you'd have gone backstage and said, "Where's the swan?" and someone had said, "No, no." But the only backstage <laughs> bit's surely out of tent, isn't it? Isn't that the whole but point? But they didn't. No, I'm, no. They didn't I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about. I that. wouldn't want to be in an act like that that you could potentially harm your own chances of survival by inadvertently using a tangle teaser. Well, yeah. exactly. Yeah, or, you know, the wrong shampoo, man, you're out. You see, Tangle oh. Teaser, that's my favourite Dragon's Turn Me Down story. What's yeah. yours? There's been a few... Oh, I love Dragon's Turn Me Down oh, stories. Is, is that what yeah. happened? Someone went on with Tangle <laughs> Teaser. And they said, don't yeah. be ridiculous. And mm-hmm. Deborah Meaden inevitably said, Al. What did she say? Well, she says her catchphrase. What, what is her what catchphrase? She says one. She would, I'm afraid I'm out. Okay. That's no, I mean, she hasn't really. She hasn't pushed the boat out of that catchphrase. It's Meaden. She's a business person. I know. What do you want? It's right up there with Johnny Cash's catchphrase. Oh, I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> Worst catchphrases. No, it's, it's brilliant because it's unstealable. Mm-hmm. You can't have, like... Well, you could half steal it. Pat had a go, I reckon. Pat Cash. Pat mm. Cash, you yeah. could have half stole it. Hello, I'm Pat Cash. Uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> That's the trouble. It doesn't Cash have that level of gravitas where you think this is obviously a sort of thing we don't respond to. Oh, will you? Hello, how did you get my number? 
Pat Cash couldn't steal Johnny Cash's outfit either because uh, no, you all the young clubs. You probably could like, nowadays. I'll tell you what, that's yeah, a bit petty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Thank good? you, Al. Yeah. Should it have been a bit patty? No, Patty Cash. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, did anyone call him Patty Cash? <laughs> I should have. I hope they did. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Oh, you went a bit uh, GG's there. Yeah. Mm. That's... Uh, uh, um, how did your horse do? I wondered. You meant was it terrible old git or something? Yeah, I can't remember how that. I don't. I don't know what won the Grand National even. I tell you who would. Oh, yes. uh, Michael Owen. Oh, oh or Cornelius Lysett, of course. Yeah. No, um, that Joan Jet. I love rock and roll. As I recall it, there used to be a TV program called The Arrows that had a, ba- a boy band sort of thing who were all very, very handsome in the early days when they didn't realise that they could do it without playing instruments. So they played instruments, these oh, guys. Yeah. And they sang I Love Rock and Roll mm. uh, in their lovely, sweet, good-looking way. And then Joan Jett sort of, oh, I love, sort of uh, covered it and made it a bit more raunchy. But for me, it'll always be the arrows. Can I just yeah. ask you something? I just want to spill my guts briefly. It won't take long. Okay. And we can clear it up afterwards. It's just a brief one. Okay. What do you think of this? Uh, This might be tricky for you, Frank, to navigate. I went to the football with David Deal last week. He asked me. It was very nice. He sent me the text. And at first I thought, oh, that's nice. Important game. Champions League place at stake. I thought, fine, I'll go. Then it was when he called me, he said... Yeah, I'm so glad you can come. He said, you know, I asked Frank, but he couldn't make it. Right. Uh. Okay. That, I can live with that. I don't mind being a deputy to Frank Skinner. But then he said, yeah, I asked Patrick Marlborough as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. He couldn't make it. So I was third on the list. That uh, you know about. <laughs> he might have seen your facial expression and thought, I'd better not tell her. The next 27 people that I asked. What do you think? To be honest, well, I think I... Free stuff, I don't mind. I don't mind being on a list, you know what I mean? As yeah. long as I get it. Yeah. And also, I hadn't actually said no. I just... Oh. I was I was in a meeting, dear, when I got the text. <laughs> so when I, I was going to get back to him, and then he said, I've already given it to Emily Dean. He said, it's better than an Arsenal fan goes, because it was Arsenal-Chelsea. Yeah. So, um, because I'm really glad you said that because I, I love to spend an evening with David, but I was thinking, well, I spent that evening because Arsenal <laughs> won at Stamford no, Bridge. He was so strict, guys. He said, You can't look happy, you can't look excited, you've got to suppress your elation. I said, I know what the deal oh, is. You should really bring along people like me that can <laughs> never look happy or excited. Well, so I once stood up, for that. I once stood up and cheered at <laughs> Ibrox. <laughs> When England scored against Scotland, <laughs> and I was oh, in the wow. and I was in the Blimey. Scotland end, because everyone had been saying, oh, "All right, Frank, I have a picture and all that," and I thought, "Oh, lovely, friendly, genial crowd." And then when they scored, <laughs> I went, Wee! and they were all going, "Get your picture, get him out of here!" It was really got horrible and scary. <laughs> Do you, I feel like I had to. I pretended I shapeshifted, though. I'm more of a coward than you. I don't have your integrity. No, this was stupidity, not brave. I did, the second goal, I went. Oh, that's, that's a fine nice. Line. 
Yeah, I found it very stressful because I felt such a cat. I felt such a cheat when I left. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. Well, I, I sympathise because I am a tremendous believer in segregation at football matches. Because I once went mm. to oh, women Chel- on one side. No, I went to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chelsea West Brom <laughs> to women go. <laughs> I went to um, Chelsea West Brom and I sat with him in the Chelsea bit. David and uh, I've never called him David in my life. He's a nice person to go to the football with, to be fair. And all around I could hear, "Come on, Chelsea, (laughs) beat this rubbish!" And I thought, "I I can't cope with this. I'm never sitting Mm. amongst away fans again." Well, I mean the the Rome fans, but. I don't want to hear their opinions. It's, it's one, it's a very difficult thing. I just think you feel, it's very Trojan horse. The whole thing makes me feel, I realised I would be a very bad spy. I just mm-hmm. don't want to know their opinions. I, know, I, want, <laughs> I, I want to be amidst our biased opinions, not their biased opinions against us. There's a very good reason they people are separate football. Let's I'm stick with that. Yeah, I don't, they just don't take out I'm pro-segregation and use that as a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> that, could be, that could be career-threatening. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I say, I had a, an e- email came to the show today which made me very, very happy, which was um, Andrew from Dublin who said, on your recommendation, I went to see The Lovely Eggs and it was a really great gig. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Little moments like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They make me happy. It's interesting that you don't look at the emails that praise the actual show, but you are prepared to look at emails where you've recommended something that says a lot about your humility, that, I think. Well, I, I was walking... Well thank you. you. I was walking past... Um, Emily's computer screen and I noticed um, I noticed Holly from the Lovely Eggs on a picture which is why I looked at it and it, the guy had had mm-hmm. his pick with her I thought you were going to say you it. noticed that look-o-likey that someone had sent you yeah that someone sent in a Frank Skinner look-alike which I think I, I mean I'm not a vain man when it comes to appearance but I thought that was harsh Maybe we should put that up. The gentleman <laughs> is um, an underwater acoustics consultant. Uh, one another one of those. <laughs> Aren't we all, dear? Yeah. <laughs> Did he do. Um... Can we share this, Frank? How would you feel about our sharing? I mean, <laughs> no, if share you are it. willing to share this, you I'm, are I'm, a big man. I'm happy for you to share it. Okay. I, think, I wow. think we should share it. Okay. I've now got a suggestion for um, a, a potential another friend of the show. As you know, the show has many friends, but occasionally we have to kind of release them because they go from being kind of lovable eccentrics to despots. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but we've got. I, I would like to put forward Dean Pugh, who's been in the news this week. Is he a local clergyman? <laughs> have a pew. <laughs> um, he, uh, he's been in the news this week because he's been eating pot noodles for 30 oh, years or more. Mm. And he has guy. a pot noodle a day. He's known as Mr Noodle and Noodle King sometimes. <laughs> noodle he's King. actually got three pot noodle vending machines. Um, and, and I just, I think he should be someone that we discuss. But not least, for, I mean, I've got a contrarian streak, as you know. Yeah. But in a world that shuns carbs, this guy is really swimming against the tide, isn't he? 
Well, fair you've got to have a passion now. I've got, you've got your marshals. I've got small furry dogs. <laughs> Frank has got 1970s actors saying, I am the supreme being. <laughs> we've all got something. He's got pot noodles. But you know what? What worries me about this is it says friends called me. I, I turned up to a couple of... He's a metal detector guy, a detectorist. Yeah. He said, I turned up to a couple of those um, dudes with... Um, pot noodles and my friend started calling me Mr Noodle and Noodle King and then I started eating them every day what is this life imitates art I don't it sounds to me like the reason he's eating them is you know we all seek an identity that's generally graspable to others yeah his friends had gone to all that effort to come up with names like Mr Noodle and Noodle King yeah which you could argue Mr. Card and Burger King might think, well, that's just taken our basic template yeah. mm-hmm. and not done very much with it. And I'll be interested to see how that turns out legally. <laughs> but I think be- <laughs> because they've called him that, he's decided he's going to um, marry himself to pot noodles. That's what yeah, I you think can't, has happened. Uh, the ro- it's too cynical the way he's done it. I d- I'm, I'm not happy with it. No, I, I, don't, mean, it- I don't think he's married himself. It says in it he's got a wife. No. Which but respect I, him under. But every day he says, I, I feel now that he's um, keeping up appearances as I was in the bouquet he used to do. <laughs> I worry he's going to make himself poorly, Dean Pugh. And also, what about what when he wants to? What, when he no longer wants to be a Noodle King and a Mr Noodle, when he wants to go back to being Dean Pugh, he might find himself in the Mr Go Compare territory, <laughs> where we watch the adverts and say, "We know what the real guy. Why is the real guy on spoiling it? <laughs> Who cares about the real guy? Sing the song. Put your tash back on. The real guy and talking about his career. What are you talking about? An advert. Get out. <laughs> Sing it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now we're talking about this. Uh, what is he called, Frank? Was it Noodle King? Dean Dean Pugh. Yeah. Dean Pugh. Yeah, Noodle Bob King, Noodle Mr. Noodle. Man. Mr. Noodle. <laughs> the you article says. Dean Pugh has dined out on the popular snack every day for nearly a decade, and it's the first time oh, for ages skin, that I've heard, <laughs> I've heard the phrase "dined out," but meaning actual actually food. dined out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what dined do you think out of this? Means an anecdote, doesn't it? Well, now, uh... the man says he's a super fan, and mm-hmm. they say he's had. He reckons he's had at least four thousand in his lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Now, I would say this. Let's say Frank Skinner, he loves um, an EST, ESM. What is that? Extra Strong Mint. Oh, yeah. I would say, how many do you think you have? I'd say a packet a day. Well, no, a cardo. We have a cardo once a week, and they generally bring me a seven pack. <laughs> and that lasts you a week. So I guess that is a, well, that is a pack a day. a day. Yeah, it's a pack a day, that. Yeah. Okay, Al. So it's a long way of agreeing with Emily that. Frankly. Yeah, it was. I'm just doing the math. Let me do the math. Will you let me do the math? Seven packs a week. Could you make your next book um, a long way of agreeing with Emily? Um, <laughs> so we're looking at. I think what Al Aladdin. What's that? Three hundred and sixty-five yes. a year. Mm. Okay. So he's, is it? Yeah. <laughs> one packet okay. a day. Yeah, this is more maths. 
Yeah, so there you go. He's had a considerably more. You've been doing that. You've had that ESM habit for at least 20 years. I would say you've had more than 4,000 packets. Yeah, but... You're saying, where's Frank's news story? Yeah. Why is yeah, Frank the no mint? one calls me Mr Mint, that's why, or King no. Mint. That's why... Mr um, Minted. Mr Minted. Yeah, I've been called that, but that's a long time ago. Um, oh, I, um, I'll tell you what I did. On the strength of this story, I was, um, I was um, shopping and I had a look at a... Uh, a pot noodle. I haven't picked a pot noodle up since the old king died. And um, the old king noodle. And it said exactly. Yeah. I looked up at chicken and mushroom. I, I went for. So I looked yeah. at the ingredients. Um, you shouldn't have done that. Mushroom. Oh, that's good. Naught point four percent. We're talking less than a two hundredth of the whole. <laughs> Is mushroom. It's just a suggestion. What's that? That's like, you know when you scrape off the top of the dome of the mushroom yeah. and you get mm. one section? I don't think it's that. I don't even think it's that. But then, no. well, obviously, where did, where did I go then? Looking in the ingredients, in that it's you called chicken, chicken and mushroom. How much chicken then? Yeah. Turns out chicken is what I would call the... <laughs> Scarlet Pimpernel <laughs> of the uh, chicken and mushroom uh, pot noodle. It is for the second time this week. Um, Sans poultry. The absentee oh. fell. No swan. No chicken. That's that's a double header for me. There is no chicken. 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 And look, chicken. I'm going to say it again. There is no chicken in pot noodle, chicken and mushroom. <laughs> We might get sued. Why bring it up <laughs> if it's not in there? I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> and they could have got away with it if they'd have just gone for one of those, sometimes what these brands do, they'd have just called it Dixie Mushroom Yeah, something, or something like that. But if I'd gone and seen Morecambe and Wise after Eric Morecambe died and it had just been Ernie Wise, well, you wouldn't call it the Morecambe and Wise show. No. No chicken. You wouldn't really call it a show. So, um... No chicken. So what What else? It's a lot of, um... The, well, there's, there's noodles. And there's mo- noodles. And there's, it's got the older... Easy oh, look, there's, po- there's, there's 0.4% mushroom. Has it got the easy mm. good in there? I'm sure it has. Well, look, I, I don't want to... I, I, don't, I don't know enough about nutrition, but I have... I'm a man of certain expectations. Now, I know if you assume you make an ass of Uma Thurman... Mm. But I did assume that there'd be chicken in pot noodle, chicken and mushroom. That's mm. what it's even got top billing. They haven't didn't have the decency to call it mushroom and chicken. So at least put it in a lower There must be some. They've chicken, made it the head right? there's no chicken. No, there's no chicken. It's chicken and mushroom flavour. But where do they get the flavour of chicken from? <laughs> from flavouring. There's another there's another bit that says more like mushroom. Fluid or something. I don't even want to think about it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, Frank, we've had one of our readers. I love our readers for this reason and many others, but Nimu has got in touch. He's worked, he or she has worked out. How many mints you've consumed, roughly? I don't know if I should uh, hear this. It might make me... uh, I worry for my teeth with the mints. Okay. 
Mm. But go on. Um, dear Frank, a pack of mints a day for 20 years. We're average it's not, 20. You know, it's 20 years. It's not true. I reckon it's about four years. Oh, really? OK, Nimu, could you recalculate, Yes, please? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to spread... I didn't correct it because I thought, well, no-one's going <laughs> to r- pick that up and run with it. There's a lot no of maths do have been done maths. Yeah. based exactly. on the ten mints in a pack. Why Listen. are we discussing this where everyone's just accepting that there's no chicken <laughs> and pot noodle chicken and mushroom? I'm fessing well, up with the somebody... mints. Oh, I've had somebody okay. grumbling in a similar fashion to you. I think you'll like I wasn't grumbling. I was astonished. Hey, yeah. You were. In a, it's fine. It was entertaining grumbling. 677 <laughs> yeah. has said, Dear Frank and team, re-missing poultry and snacks. This happens at all levels. And they use a phrase I really enjoyed now. I invested financially in a packet of Peking duck gourmet crisps. Mm. What a swindle. The ingredient list contained not even a beak, just hoisin flavouring. Mm. And that's from Mark. But you know what? With crisps, mm. I kind of sort of... I don't expect a big lump of chicken on a on a crisp. No. Not mm. since but hedgehog flavour have we expected. No. You know, it uh, to be. Apparently... Yeah, joke, oh, do you remember those, Al? I used to have those with it. my hood. Hedgehog flavoured? Mm. Yeah, there was a... A brief jerky hedgehog flavoured crisp. It's a cure for bedwetting, I believe, if you eat um, hedgehog. Huh? Good it? use of I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to. Uh, Asking for a friend. I'm just. Uh, it's just the absolute lawyer is uh, doing like a oh, cutthroat yeah. symbol at the other side of the window. Oh, what, they right, were fine yeah. about the chicken pot noodle one. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start. I'll go to court on that. I've checked those ingredients. <laughs> you know what, Reader? He will. <laughs> yeah, would be a great trial, wouldn't he? <laughs> Anyway, that's that's it from the that's it from the Johnny Depp trial. I know it's over to the Skinner pot noodle debate. Live streaming number one court at the Old Bailey. Oh man, well don't I mean? Was a ta- it was a, it was a typo on the ingredients. He got that. Pot noodle of French on there. Pot noodle of French. It's a Raymond Blanc. That's a pot noodle. Eh? They call it in France. <laughs> pot noodle. I can see someone dressed as a pot noodle outside the Old Bailey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. A protester guy. <laughs> oh man, I wish I hadn't got into this mess now. <laughs> No, sorry, that's me just having a pot noodle. (laughs) (laughs) Dean Pugh. Yeah, a lot of pot noodle news. Dean Pugh had uh, a pot noodle that was 14 years old. Legend. And said, I quote in um, King Noodle... (laughs) I could only imagine licking the bottom of my granny's knicker drawer when I ate it, oh. okay? Oh, horrible. Um, two things there. Mm-hmm. One, why bring it up? Two, <laughs> ageism. Mm-hmm. It's the last ism we've been left with and people drink it in mighty drafts. Yeah. Unreprimanded, I, know I do. I would do you know say. what? I, I think... 
that's quite a good thing to bring up in your trial if you yes, give that to your exa- lawyer. Yes. Well, I don't. I won't be well, against a... Pew. Though. I think it's Skinner versus Pot Noodle. <laughs> I think I think Pew's only a character witness. No, but he calls himself King got... Noodle. He is King Noodle. Yeah. You know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Especially if it's sixteen years old. If I win, he'll have to go into exile. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the way, um, I should say that about, oh man, 18 months ago, someone, I wish I could say the name, but there is no accompanying letter with this. Story of my life, dear. um, So I'm told. Um, There's a comic called Pogs in Space. I don't know if you remember this. And it's like dogs um, in... Oh, something for me and you, Frank. And I gave it to my son and he absolutely loved it. And he said, great, when is the next one coming out? I said, I don't know, but I'm sure I'll be kept up. And we, we were sent Pogs in Space mugs, which we still use, badges, brilliant. Anyway... It went out, but it got my son into reading comics, and now he's oh. reading like um, Avengers versus X Men and all that stuff, which is brilliant because I read comics, and it's you know you're nice to see a bit of a mm. a bit of a mirror in your children. Um, but today, mm. I think it's 18 months later, the second comic in the series of Pogs in Space has arrived. So wow. wow. Um, it's like waiting for the next Joni Mitchell album. <laughs> but I'm excited about it. So thank you. And I'm sorry I can't find the letter if there was one. Okay. okay. Um, what else? Well, well we have a little bit of an update from uh, 533. Hi, Frank and team. Believe it or not, eight of the 12 standard pot noodle flavours are vegan friendly and the chunks yeah. of inverted commas meat are actually soya. All the best, Tom in Bury St Edmunds. I'm fine with that, but why even mention meat at all if you're going to do that? <laughs> you seem to me that you're, you know, you're selling, you're selling it on a false pretense. Yeah. Oh Allegedly. All right, all right, Steve. Legal guy still giving me the cutthroat. <laughs> Apparently they're very litigious uh, pot noodle. Are they? Oh, yeah, so let's be careful. What about if the trial drags on for a long time? I just, you know, I haven't got mm. that many black suits. What if I, at the end of my summing up, say I rest my case <laughs> and then I put my Britney Spears pencil <laughs> case down on the dock? <laughs> I'm in the public gallery or being in stitches. I People feel People being coming forward to give evidence. Oh, be all oh, sorts. Do you know, no. I've never had a pot noodle. Oh, come on. Things that don't surprise me. <laughs> Number 307. <laughs> if Al had said that, I would have fell off my chair. But of course you haven't words. had a pot noodle. <laughs> uh, it, but it would have been a nice precursor to your tart de citron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, um, we... Uh, we move towards the end now, I think. I, yeah. I would, when I look back on this show... Um, I think the thing that will give me a warm glow as I gaze into the, 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 the darkness above my bed tonight will be that I managed to come up with a gag that combine, combined Wagner's Lohengrin and chicken and mushroom pot noodle. You know what I mean? We, 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 don't, we, we don't build Statues of Liberty and Empire State, but we have our little monuments that we think, yeah, I'm pleased with that. Mm-hmm. That was mine. Okay. Um, so thank you uh, so much for listening to us. And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. The 
Absolute Radio.